Hey, this is Patrick Maher. On the latest edition of Sports from the Sidelines, I caught up with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Here's what John Sally had to say about his teammate, Isaiah Thomas. I played with MJ, Kobe, played against the greatest. I tell people all the time, the greatest player I've ever played with was Isaiah. Michael is the man. He took on so much, but Isaiah is 6'1", dude, and will take over a game. Catch sports from the sidelines on the bad boy Pistons anytime and anywhere you go on the SiriusXM app. Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code RADIO. There are those who stand forever ready. Ready to defend the nation. Ready to fight for what matters. No matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Telemedicine is necessary today, and if you're underinsured, undocumented, or without health insurance, here's your opportunity to learn how you can secure access for you and your entire family. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. Get 24-hour access to ondoc healthcare services for just $30 a month. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. This program is not insurance coverage and not intended to replace insurance. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more and when we do washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety you can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products manufactured right here in the u.s we offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office and protection against dry skin visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code radio for 10 percent off today forcefield.com discount code radio hey this is tony bruno be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Well, I know one guy who has everything going on. He is a multimedia media megastar right now, and he's one of us. Well, he used to be. Has he gotten too big for this show now? You know, we used to put John McMullen on all the time. Well, now he's got his big column going. He's got a big column now. He's got all these radio and TV appearances. And maybe he starts turning his back on us or trying to shoehorn us into his busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the great NFL insider, columnist, bon vivant, the great John McMullen. John, how are you, brother? 
Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. You know I would never. Robin, in fact, told me to come on at 420 today, but then Charles was coming on. So I can accept being bumped for Charles Barkley. You were bumped up, not bumped back. Normally, when you know when a, when a big celebrity bumps somebody, yeah, you're bumped off the show. It's like typically. back in the old Today Show, the Tonight Show, and Johnny Carson. If you were in the last half hour, a lot of times you didn't make it. If the first couple of guests were good, were really good, they would yeah. blow you off. You know what yeah. I mean? You remember that? Well, John. that's Jimmy. That was Jimmy Kimmel's whole stick. Uh, apologies to Matt Damon. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, John, good column today. A lot of football news, because I'm seeing now. The situation going on with the players' union looks like the players' union in the NFL is buying into because the players get 47% of the gate, too. So it looks like the NFL union members are saying, hey, it, and, their, and, their, and, and their, their leadership are saying, we are looking at playing games with people in the stands this fall, whether it's half capacity, mm-hmm. three-quarters capacity, or full capacity. And I think the piece of the pie has to help in that res- regard, does it not, John? No question. I, I think when you talk about any CBA, not enough people understand that uh, games without fans, whether it's, you guys were just talking about the NBA, NHL, I mean, that affects the bottom line of the players as well because the, the smaller the pie, the less that split is. So obviously 47% of $15 billion is a heck of a lot more than if you carve off Five and a half billion, which is what Forbes kind of estimated would happen if you play uh, with no fans in, in the stands. I, th- I think that number is a little bit high, but it's a significant hit. So uh, the players would obviously take a, a big brunt of that as well. So, you know, the NFL's gotten kind of lucky throughout this whole thing. We've talked about it in the past from a calendar perspective and the fact that it didn't start till after the season was was over, uh, and it looks like we're ramping up throughout sports uh, before their season begins. So in some ways, they got a little bit lucky, but becoming clearer and clearer every day that there's going to be some fans in the stands. It's just a matter of, of how many. Well, speaking of the calendar, what is uh, what do you anticipate being the first thing where players uh, might return to the facilities? Well, it's interesting. There was a Yahoo report today from Charles Robinson, and if you would, you know, if you would have told me this before Memorial Day weekend, I would have laughed at you. And here we are, uh, the day after, and we're talking about coaches being back at facilities next week and potential mini camps, live mini camps taking place in June mm. by the end of the month. I, I still don't think that's going to happen. I really don't because. And J.C. Treader, who's the president of the Players Association now, has already been out there saying, look, we haven't agreed to anything. That has to be jointly negotiated. I I don't think there's enough time to get that done. But I I do think it's a clear indication that training camps are going to start, going to start on time unless something really bad happens and they're going to be on field. There's not going to be any virtual aspect to the to the early days of it. Yeah, John, I saw that earlier as well, and, and we were talking about, uh, well, the Saints were one of the teams, I believe, that was going to start allowing people into the complex. Here in Pennsylvania, though, the governor here has not allowed the teams, Pittsburgh or the Eagles, to actually show up at the complex, so nobody can go there yet. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, their governor has opened stuff up, and so the question is, virtual stuff was the thing and for everybody, 
but now the virtual stuff seems to be moving into actual physical bodies in the building. Is there any way Governor Wolf will not allow the NFL franchises in this state, the Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers, to go back if the rest of the NFL facilities are allowed to go back and start working on ways to have mini camps and actual real competition? I, I can't imagine it. it. It's a domino effect. And as you mentioned, Governor Murphy in New Jersey today said sports leagues can ramp up. New York, once that domino fell, from from the NFL's perspective, their biggest concern is California, Gavin Newsom. Uh, and that's the last one. They, wanna, they don't want to open up facilities to players <clears throat> until every team is allowed back. So, yeah, as long as there's a couple stragglers, and right now Tom Wolf is still one of them, I can't imagine with New York and, and New Jersey falling, so to speak, that he would not follow suit. Uh, but stranger things have happened. I, I do know the NFL is, is probably more concerned about California than anything else. Now, I know we've heard, or at least we, we went through the Miami Dolphins' uh, their plan uh, a couple of a week or two ago about you know, putting people back in the stadium at, you know, much less than what the capacity is. What other teams are, are doing the same thing, John? Well, I, every, everybody's got contingencies. That's been one of those things where, for whatever reason, certain critics have said, you know, why is the NFL going about things the way they are? They, they pretty much, and Roger Goodell has said in various memos to the teams to try to avoid hypotheticals, um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You mentioned Stephen Ross. He's out there again today saying there's going to be fans. Um, so certain organizations have not, uh, have not listened to his advice. But uh, they've always had these contingencies, whether it's the schedule. They got criticized for just putting out a 16-game schedule, but there were some fail-safes in there in case the, uh, it had to be pushed back. So they've been working with these contingencies behind the scenes, and, and that's part of it. Uh, is it going to be no fans? Is it going to be certain number of fans? What happens if, if California uh, doesn't allow uh, NFL games in that particular state? Where do those teams play? Uh, and there were similar questions about uh, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, New York, other hotspot areas, but those seem to be – uh, changing rapidly because for whatever reason, whatever it's pressure, whatever you want to call it, those those uh, municipalities have started to um, admit that we're going to have to start this thing. And you're going to have to allow people to get back to at least some sense of normalcy. NFL insider John McMullen joining us here on the radio, in the air, everywhere. Harry Mays, Tony Bruno, Miss Robin, the whole gang here. All right, John, uh, there's one interesting story I saw this morning from the Philadelphia Eagles camp, their fourth-round draft pick, Kevon Wallace from Clemson, mm -hmm. got a bat. I didn't know you could get <laughs> tattoos during a pandemic, but he's got his whole back done with an eagle on I don't on think it. you're supposed to. Yeah. But, uh, Will he be shamed now when he goes onto the practice field with that gigantic eagle on the And he's got a crown on there, too. Did you see it? It looks like a, a nice piece of art. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it is a nice piece yeah. of art. I, I, you know, from my – you know, I'm thinking, hey, look, you got to be realistic. And you see around the league, the Eagles are probably not the only team Davon Wallace is going to play for in his NFL career. I mean, yeah. you know, well, how do you know that? How do you know he doesn't <laughs> well, become the, the next uh, 
hey, next... I hope he turns into the next Brian Dawkins. Yeah, exactly. Clemson safety that goes to the Hall of Fame. But, hey, you talk about Brian Dawkins. Yeah, he went to he Denver. His career. Yeah. Not Philadelphia. So you're equating this to, like, getting your, your wife's name uh, tattooed on your uh, arm and then you have a divorce? You might have. No, wait a minute, John. Wait a minute. I'm looking at this. I'm a tattoo expert. We've had ink masters in the studio with us here from Philly. That's not a Philadelphia eagle. That is just an eagle. It's not like uh, the mascot on his back. It's not like having well, gritty no, on Yeah, I get Swoop. that part of it. So at least there's some caution involved. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? And are it looks gonna... like he's going to have the Tiger King on the other yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's, that's what it's he's like got a that. tiger and an eagle intertwined. And, the, yeah, the tiger has a crown yeah. on. Yeah, right. there's a tiger, tiger King. Yeah. Hello. See? I know. Clemson so, Tigers, see that? Right. There's a Clemson Tiger and Eagle representation. But it's not. The, the Eagle is the symbol of America, and John. It was the first team he was drafted. This is who he was drafted by, as so long, that'll as never long change. As he's not going to have buyer's remorse. I have no problem. And hey, maybe that's his mentality. Wherever he goes, he's committed. Uh, he'll get. He'll have some kind of remembrance, and, and and so that's the way he's gone. I just hope he's not taking it as sort of that that tattoo of your significant significant no. other, and you're going to have buyer's remorse. No, because when anybody gets a a, a, a girlfriend, wife, or Mm-hmm. Any other woman or man tattooed, it's usually a little one, and you can cover it over. Well, right. There ain't no way that thing's no. getting covered over. That's his entire back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. I think that he did make a comment because yes. people were ripping yeah, he in. Said, and he said, I will, that's who I was drafted by. That's who got me no, into the NFL. Said, right? And there's, right? there's only one and there's team only that can one draft team. Him, exactly. So, yeah. so he no, can but be, he also said this. This is the best fan base I've seen. Incredible. Right up there with Clemson. So he, well, that, he, just says, that just says he's a smart kid. So mm-hmm. I give him credit for that. Yeah. Playing uh, to the but fans. you never know. Howie Roseman could, uh, you know, anger him at some point. He might have a totally different, like any relationship. It might turn ugly down the road. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. It's much like our relationship, Tony. It just gets better and better. That's why I don't have any tattoos. Now, I am thinking about getting, uh, getting my ears uh, gauged. Because I think that's a good look. That's a good, that'd be a good look for you. Because when you get older, you go into your 70s, yeah, and you mid-60s that's, with a gauge. That skin is sagging that's anyway, exactly. so it'll hold the ear together better. You know what I mean? And it'll be a cool look. I think look. you shouldn't be allowed to get gauged until age 60. I, I think agree. that should be a, a I, I, I got to check to see if my Medicare complete package uh, includes <laughs> gauging as part of the free services. Once we can go back to the doctors and go back yeah, to the hospitals. Yeah, once you can go back for uh, those types of procedures, you can't do that right now. Although, who knows? Gauging might be uh, something that's essential. It is essential to some people. People need it. That's how you have, you could put, put a little cord in there, and then you can have people, like when you have kids, you know, you put kids on leashes now. Right, right, right. When the parents are trying to walk their kids. Well, they should be. Well, they should not. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No. That was your out, your out loud voice that said that. I had an out loud voice earlier. Yeah. Yes, she did. Yes, she yeah. did. So you live in New Jersey. How has the governor's restrictions affected you this past Memorial Day weekend, John? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I was talking to Ryan Rossi, uh, and, and he lives down the shore, and he said it was just packed. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm hunkered at home with the wife and the family, so that's what I want to do anyway. It doesn't affect me whatsoever. But if, if I were in my younger days and I wanted to go down the shore or something of that nature, uh, certainly sounds like, uh, you know, Everybody's pushing back a little bit after two months. And I, I think that's part of the reason why you see the change and or at least a little bit of shift in, in um, 
making these restrictions at least a little bit more tenable for people. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to keep people off the beaches. and People rely on their, their well-being. I don't mean physical or mental. I'm saying businesses. You know, somebody, I saw a story over the weekend that there are people upset. They're walking on the boardwalk, and they couldn't buy flip-flops or any kind of beach wear. But then they can go off the boardwalk, go to a big box store or a big regular store, right. and buy the same thing. So why are you punishing the people who have businesses on the boardwalk who make their living, and that's what they need the summer season. They only have three months exactly. to do it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. When you're allowing the same merchandise to be sold in the store right down the street off the boardwalk, yeah. that's a legitimate concern and a legitimate complaint by people whose lives are, their, their, their whole their whole well-being is determined mm -hmm. by how they can conduct their business or shut the thing down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of people have pointed to the hypocrisy of that because through this whole thing, you know, Walmart and box stores and as you mentioned, Home Depot and Lowe's, you can go and any, it was packed, you can get whatever you want, and small businesses are going out of business because they, they can't open and they can't do the things they need to do. So there is a, a certain sense of why this, not and why that. And, and certainly people talk to the NFL, talk about the NFL and say, well, they make so much money that they get uh, special consideration. I don't know if it's true, but I, I do know that it, it's pretty clear that you can just follow the money, and uh, bigger entities don't have the same problems as small businesses, and they're the ones, when we look back on this 20 years from now, we're going to say, what what the heck did we do to these poor people? But it, it, it's, it's, it's a tough problem. There's no question about that. Well, getting it back to football, uh, I did read your column today. By the way, you can check that out at phillyvoice.com. Phillyvoice.com, his first 7,000-word column. I think that's extensive. <laughs> Is that how many words? I think it was. Yeah, I the read New it. York Times has said, wow, we don't even write 7,000-word pieces anymore on our editorial page. Uh, I read it from start to finish, <laughs> and I, I was very interested in the Dak Prescott piece. You think this is all sort of a ploy by his agent to sort of do what Kirk Cousins did, right? Yeah, I, I think, you know, everybody looks at Mike McCartney and what he did with, and that's Kirk's agent, and what he did with Kirk Cousins. And you, there's a couple points to it. I mean, as a player, you have to believe in yourself. You have to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. But as long as you stay healthy, right? Um, and Dak has been healthy. Uh, I mean, he's started every single game he's had uh, as a professional, uh, even though he's banged up late last season, probably caused the Cowboys the NFC's title, but he played. Uh, and if he does that, I, I mean, the franchise tag this year is a little bit over $31 million. That will just go up in a second year. The third year it would be completely untenable for the, for the Cowboys from a financial perspective. And that's what Kirk Cousins did with the Redskins, and then he hit the open market. He's the first player in NFL history to get a fully guaranteed contract. That's, you know, the worst-case scenario if you bet on yourself if you're Dak Prescott. Uh, Best-case scenario is you get a long-term deal and you're uh, the highest-paid player in the history of football, at least until uh, Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes are up, mm -hmm. because that's what the NFL is. It's about timing and circumstance, but... He's going to make a lot of money no matter what, whether it's a franchise tag or, or a longer-term contract. And if they do sign a multi-year deal, they want it to be three or four years so they can hit free agency again. So that's what they're doing.
No, you're right. And I think the NFL has been fortunate during this whole thing because they got their season over, they got the Super Bowl over, and they got to do the draft and, and fix that accordingly. The free agent signings have been done. So I think the NFL, of all the sports in this country, were fortunate that this pandemic hit when it did after the season, after the Super Bowl. And now it looks like, based on right now and all the positivity that I'm seeing, because I don't look for negativity, I look for positivity, that we're going to see football in September. I don't think there's any doubt that we will see the NFL in action. And I, I'm starting to believe that college football. you think it starts football, on time? It doesn't matter if it starts on September 1st or September 5th or the beginning of October. I think we're going to see football this And you'll fall. see a full season. Uh, absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, that's just my guess. I, I, that's yeah, my, I, mean, I got this feeling. Thing, it, this, this thing moves so fast. But the way we're moving today, as I mentioned, uh, like I said, with Memorial Day, I couldn't have pictured uh, Governor Murphy doing what he did today uh, on Friday. That's how quickly things are moving. Mm-hmm. So there's no question unless there's a second wave of this, and by second wave I mean significant, significant wave, we're going to see NFL football. We're going to see a full season. I don't think there's any question about that. No, I, I agree. agree. And also, uh, SiriusXM already has their big meeting with the NFL plan for next week to schedule Super Bowl uh, f- festivities. So they're already planning ahead. Yeah, but we already know when the Super Bowl is going to be and where it's going mm-hmm. to be. And so that's not something. But the fact that the, the networks are sitting down, because the schedules have been released, we know when the games are supposed to be played and where they're supposed to be played. So they'll take out accordingly. But the fact that we're going to maybe see players in facilities instead of doing virtual coaching sessions <laughs> through a computer screen and a Zoom session, there's no way you can learn through that. Yeah, what a waste of time. And that's I don't often advocate much that Sean Payton does, but I agreed with him. He was the one coach who said, you know what, stay ready, show up for training camp, and he skipped all the virtual stuff. I, I don't think that helps at all. I, I really don't. And, you know, Jason Kelsey kind of admitted that to us in one of his Zoom calls. Certainly for veteran players, that, that that's not going to do anything for them. Now, there's some, I guess, some – uh, advantage for a rookie. At least he can look at the playbook. At least he can talk to the coaches. But, man, that, that stuff for veterans, that's just giving them busy work. And But, on the other hand, you could say a couple, what was that, last weekend or the weekend before, five players got arrested. So, if you got something to do, it's probably a good thing as well. Exactly. The great John McMullen breaking it down. John, once again, the column, you can go to Phil, at Philly Voice, right? And read John McMullen's extensive, extensive NFL breakdown segment. Now, is that every yeah. Tuesday? Is that going to be every Tuesday in the Philly Voice? Every Tuesday and every Thursday. You get it twice a week. Twice a week. Wow. Twice I a week. I used to get it twice a week, too, and then you know what happens. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, you, get, you get older and you get older and yeah. days will go by too long. You go out, you got things to do. Well, that's right. Do. Talk to me in, in, in six months, and I'll probably be <laughs> down to once a week. <laughs> Put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen. The man himself, the great John McMullen. Anything else that we may have missed, John? No, you guys got it all as usual. Thank you. That's why we're here. Working hard for I you. I appreciate it. John, have a great. We'll see you, another, see you later on in the week. Thanks, John. All right, say hi to Charles. We will. Charles Barkley will join us next hour. A lot to talk about with Charles.